Tyler, I haven't seen you in a, a hot second, my man. Yeah. How are you doing? How how has your week been? How has your your month been, honestly? Oh, um, college. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. It's I your mean, first semester, and you're you're finally like realizing what finals are and how everything just starts to pick up really hardcore at the end. Yeah, mostly I'm I'm more so just like we had, like we didn't have a fall break because of COVID, and yeah. um, and then we have Thanksgiving now. We finally get here, and I just realized how tired I am. Yeah. But all of our teachers are like, well, semester's not over yet, so you still have stuff due as soon as you get back or during break. I'm like, but it's what? it's literally like it's like we're back for a week and then we go back and or then we go back on break. That's it. We're yeah. back for a week. We have exams and then we're done. And it's like, then what's the point? What's the, why can't we? T- I just see I've seen a ton of schools. That, and I'm not ranting directly at Lipscomb. I like Lipscomb. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I've seen that other schools already get their finals out of the way. Yeah. And kids are just already on break. And it's like, why can't we do that? It's like, I feel like I'm like the that one kid in class who it's like, we have to, you know, do paperwork for, or a math packet or something. And like the kids next door, you can hear them listen to Bill Nye, the science guy. Aww. You're just like so envious of them. That's, uh, that's such a mood. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, oh, Bill Nye was... Uh... Bill Nye's, Bill Nye's some good stuff. Dude, that was that was some fun. Those are some fun memories there. Bill Nye's is the thing where it's like, it's not good. Like, it's just, it's very yeah, cheesy. It's but definitely it, it's, dumb. It's very wholesome, and I think it's very nostalgic, and I think it just kind of puts you at ease. Totally. And I, it Absolutely. teaches you, so it's it's good. Good for kids. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So that's that's life so far. Um, I assume all's fairly well with you, at least. No. Oh, okay. It's been a horrible couple of weeks. That's nice. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hi there, everyone. It's Colin Hodgins. And it's also me, Tyler Scrove. Ooh, that's a nice little sassy intro you got there, boy. <laughs> you like that? And it's uh, me. I, I like that. You, you know. You should know me by now. You've okay. You've probably this is probably not your first episode, and uh, not your first rodeo. Not your first rodeo with us. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, it's midnight, and I'm tired, and it's actually uh, midnight oh one. So it's it's Thanksgiving as we speak. It is currently Ooh-hoo. Thanksgiving. Tyler, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, we started uh, recording. Uh, gobble gobble to you, sir. Yeah, start recording day before, and uh, now we're now we've t- changed times. It's a new time. Isn't that crazy? It's a new how day. The world isn't that crazy how the world works like that. Isn't that just amazing? It's 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 honestly kind of wild. Doesn't that just like... want to make you wake up in the morning? No. Drink some coffee. <laughs> man, like all. oh man, time time's Not crazy. <laughs> yeah, time isn't that wild? <laughs> time's crazy because it's like so crazy and it, it happens, but at the same time it doesn't because there is no such thing as time. It's all a paradox. What? Welcome to the science show that we call the Untitled Film Podcast. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> this is the Untitled Poor Man's Film Podcast with your host, uh, Tyler Scrove and myself, Colin Hodgin. Yeah. Welcome. This is episode six, I think. Yep. Our last episode was with Logan, um, which he was an absolute delight to have on. And we have a lot more guests planned out in the future. But what we don't. We, I know, right? He really is. What and he just was on a, a dating show. He talked about it in his yeah. last one. But. I got to watch him. He was on a dating show on Adult Swim. It was pretty fun. Actually, was at work. Um, I still need to go and watch that. <laughs> Logan, I'm so sorry. I'm definitely. I was like, I literally have it on my calendar to watch it. 
like i'm gonna watch it he like brings up a topic about like fritos and how his farts smell like fritos just like all right dude (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a total logan oh yeah that's a logan thing full-on ladies ladies man right there um he he just knows how to he he just knows how to do it i don't don't think he got the babe yeah she was kind of she was kind of artsy you know oh didn't like the frito farts I don't think she was into the Frito farts, but you know, I, I'm, I'm right there with him. I, I'm, I'm a fan of the, a fan of the Frito farts. I mean, I guess. dude, like Frito farts though. Like if that's if that can't pull someone, I don't like. I don't think I got a shot. Like, it might be over for me. I'm just saying. This is a really dumb conversation. This is probably the worst <laughs> intro we've ever had. We've we've had intros where we just cough or something, or we just kind of make worse. noises, and this is worse. This, this is, is worse. somehow worse. So great job on our part. Um, but yeah, anyways, so like I was saying... Um, what happens when we don't have a guest and we're left to our own devices. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but this is like just kind of a regular chill week for us. We wanted to take a, a break in between the stress of school and, and just talk about something that we really like and... Uh, today's conversation is something that Tyler and I have talked about for a long time and just it yep. comes up every so often. Um, and it's just something that kind of we like to go back to and just discuss and have a nice little sophisticated uh, mm-hmm. conversation back and forth about all the uh, factors contributing to this. Uh, it's Star Wars. So we're we're going to talk about Star Wars today. We're going to nerd um, out for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I think our big thing is we just want to talk about all Star Wars, but primarily we want to talk about um the sequel trilogy and why it wasn't good because why it didn't just work i mean it had some moments but why it just didn't work overall it it's sad because it's like it had so much potential and it is sad because it is it definitely was made because disney wanted to capitalize on the fact that they now own star wars um but it's i don't know it's just like I remember seeing the very first teaser trailer back in like 2014 and the, oh, it actually came out Thanksgiving weekend oh, or Thanksgiving week 2014. We um, like it might've come out on Thanksgiving day, but you know, I remember watching it. Yeah. With my family, we watched it like five times there in the kitchen and it was just like, I was so captivated by it and I was like, I have to wait a whole year to watch it. Cause they teased it a whole year in advance, which was torture. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess like a marketing, like, you know, Genius Are you eating candy? No, I, I honestly just saw a wrapper on my thing and I was moving it. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to deal I had to deal with your popcorn bag last episode and you crinkling it every five seconds. I'm sorry. I, I played it for Logan and Amber, a bunch of people, and I was like, I was like, yeah, Tyler was crinkling his bag nonstop. They're like, I can't hear it. It's like, yeah, because I, I had to edit all of his audio out. <laughs> like, you only have like five lines of dialogue in that whole episode. Everything else just like. <laughs> exactly. That noise right on, like spot on. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Star Wars. It's uh, it's in my mind, I'd say the greatest kind of film saga in in history, at least in my mind. You know, there's The Godfather, which is very, you know, influential into the film world. And you have Lord of the Rings, which is also really good. But I, I really don't think anything compares to Star Wars. I really don't. It's definitely its own, like, kind of... It, it was way ahead of its time. I think um, so, too. They took on this project where, like, literally... I don't even... Yeah, I don't think there was, like, even, like, CGI or anything built for this yet. And... It took on this like grand idea that was again way way out of its time, way out of its depth, yeah. but they like did it and really well, like super well. 
honestly. Um, like this was made before Lord of the Rings. Um, it like back in. If you didn't know that, uh, it's yeah, the seventies. Know that. If you didn't um, know that, <laughs> that nineteen seventies came before the year two thousand. If you did, yeah, I, it's a times like we said times weird. This is the time uh, episode. There you go. <laughs> it's the time. Episode. Oh, the time um, episode. But no, yeah, it, it's. I think it was they're really um, ingenuitive for what they mm-hmm. did, and uh, a lot of practicals went into it. A lot of um, I think they did blue screen for like the <laughs> space effect, and they would have like these. Not miniatures, because when I think of miniature, I think of like really small, like almost like a Hot Wheel car. Yeah. But I know it's not that, but it's like they had small sets and small versions of their vehicles, like the TIE Fighters and X-Wings and even the Falcon. And they would just kind of put those against a blue screen and they would manipulate it, how it moved and the lighting on it yep. to make it look like it was flying through space. And that's awesome. That's in, like for that stuff at that time, it's way different than just putting, you know, a little model on a string. Like maybe in Star Trek, it's like no, they actually made it feel like CGI before CGI, and and that's incredible. And um, just everything that went into it was amazing. Um, all the all the uh, the effects, like I think they is it rotoscoping with how they did the lightsabers. Yep. Yeah, that's incredible. Just like how they figured that all out, and it's funny because it's like you look at it, and um, I, Amber and I had a conversation about this a while ago, but it was like. You look at it, and it, back in the day, you're like, you watch episode four, and you're like, that first time Luke turns on his lightsaber, it just comes on, and you're like, wow, you're captivated. And then, like, the 40th time you watch it, you're like, man, this is a great scene, but still, that effect looks really bad. Like, it, it did not age well. <laughs> and, like, no. I think about the plugins you can put in After Effects today for, like, lightsabers, and it looks, like, ten times better. But it, it still does not compare to the effect of, of that. It might look better because it's aged more and it's yeah. technically more advanced but at the same time there's that just a charm. original one is just, it's charming and it's it's just kind of genius honestly um yeah. when it comes to filmmaking you, sometimes you just have to be really creative and you have to think outside the box and especially back in like the 1930s with how directors would shoot their films to where they'd make a, a guy take off his head and it's like you can't do that they don't have like the you know, the, uh, the prosthetics or the practical effects to kind of make that look really authentic. So they would use like different, um, frames on top of each other and just kind of work with that. And that was like, you know, CGI before CGI. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting how over the years in, in the film world, how that has kind of changed. And I think star Wars was a major contributor to what, um, films could be because it's like, you know, everything before you had a lot of dramas, you had star Trek, uh, I think Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek's the '60s, I believe, mm-hmm. '50s and '60s. Horror movies um, were a big thing. Horror movies. You had a lot of monster movies or Dracula and stuff, but you never had something really like Star Wars. Maybe like Flash Gordon. I think that's like the '60s. But at the same time, like nothing compares to the sheer size that was um, Star Wars. Did I? I might. I think. Did I say Skyrim at one point? I don't think I'm tired. So, but I'm I hopeful may, I didn't say Skyrim. <laughs> You know, if you did, just a little bit of grace would be awesome, guys. There just, you go. Just yeah. a tiny bit of grace, you know? I don't know if I said Skyrim, but I think I just kept thinking and I think I got anxious and paranoid. I was like, oh my God, I said Skyrim. I sound like such an idiot right now, but it's whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Star Wars is, okay, in my my opinion, and this is the thing, it's not stating a fact, it's opinion. I think Star Wars is the most influential film saga out there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and I, I think just everything it accomplishes, the story, while the story can be lackluster at times, I still think it's very um, engaging and very kind of inspiring for other storytellers of like, you can make something as big as this and probably better too, mm-hmm. especially better than the prequels at times. But um, I don't know. I just, I think it's an awesome piece of art as a, as a story and also just as a testament to film. But um, yeah, I mean, technically it was insane, but like creatively it was kind of like, there was stuff beforehand, but it literally like step-by-step followed the hero's journey, like almost down to like to the beat. Like it was, it's insane. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why sometimes it can feel a little bit plain. Um, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Just, it, it just doesn't feel necessarily as thought out as like or i won't say it not as thought out but it doesn't seem as complex as a lot of the things like it feels very straightforward at times um that's not necessarily a bad thing um but to watch that and analyze that as the hero's journey is i mean that's kind of one of the go-to's in like any sort of film class like that is the prime example of how to create a story around the hero's journey exactly um it's really cool um and I know, like these modern modern films have, are st- I mean, you could say pretty much any film follows the hero's journey. But um, I know some of the modern the modern trilogy has a little bit more complex plots and stuff like that. Um, but there's a certain charm to it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's really it's really awesome to look and analyze and see a character that is, I mean kind of whiny sometimes <laughs> yeah um, it, it's interesting because it's like the first movie while it's so iconic is pretty generic story-wise mm-hmm. and just not really engaging at times so like yeah luke was written as you know this whiny little brat who's like i was supposed to go to the market uncle owen and all that it's just yeah um and it's just it, he really can be such a brat at times i know that was a big complaint from a lot of different people but it's that and it's just like the fight choreography where it's like between vader and obi-wan and it's just like them kind of gently hitting their lightsabers against each other it's like you you, <laughs> you go back and you watch that it's like they obviously did not know what star wars was going to become when they did this because it looks so boring um, yeah, I I also curious on like how much they like thought through that. They're like, oh, big lightsaber fight, and then they're like, I don't know, should we the choreograph? Nah, just they'll just hit it a little bit, and well, it will cut to it maybe for a second, and they cut away. Um, didn't think yeah. that one through quite. So I don't much. know. It, it just um, it's hilarious to me that it's like that's what you know Jedi's looked like in the in Episode Four. You know, yeah, it's 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 Obi Wan gently hitting his lightsaber, acting <laughs> all sophisticated against Vader. Vader, um, but. I think it's cool because in episode five, you kind of see that to start to evolve and you see Luke be a bit more bold with how he fights. He fights a bit more like a, a fencer would or something like that. Um, and then in episode six is even more so just enhanced and a bit more action packed, a bit quicker, a bit more fluid. It just feels much more engaging. Uh, and then you get to the prequels where it's just like full on flair. Like the prequels mm-hmm. are fun because I think they have some good fights like the Darth Maul, yeah. you know, Obi-Wan fight. That's iconic. Anakin, Obi-Wan fight. That's like the, the cool, one of the coolest fights. Um, but at the same time, it's like, there's so much flair. It's kind of just stupid at times. There's sometimes, the, yeah, where it's just like, they're just sitting there spinning their lightsabers. They'll just, they'll again. just twirl their lightsaber and they won't <laughs> even hit each other. And it's like, guys, what are you doing? I mean, 
I guess there's something to be said for that. They're like you're waiting for an opening. I don't know. Like it just makes it. Uh, there was a thing that I watched where they like broke down like oh and like bow staff fighting like you want to keep your end twirling so you don't know like so you can't like tell your opponent's thing. But I mean it did look very staged at a lot of points. Um, it, it just it, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't it know. was it, very it, flared. Star Wars, I think, has a history of not really knowing what it's what it is at times. Um, yeah. And I think, honestly, a lot of that comes from Lucas. I think Lucas, <laughs> while can, he can be hailed as as this visionary creative, I don't think he's that great of a director in my mind. I don't think he's he's honestly yeah. very... I, I just don't think he's as high, on high as a, a pedestal as other people are, you know? Um, Absolutely. I mean, he did create the Star Wars universe. So all credit to him in that. But as exactly. far as directing goes, like, yeah, I, I, I would agree with well, that. Well, it's even like he created Star Wars, but apparently it really sucked at first. Like, this, the original script was bad. And then he just kept rewriting and it wasn't good enough. And I think he brought his wife on to help him rewrite it. And only after she helped that it became what it is today. Huh. And then they made the first movie got you know huge success yeah and then in the second movie you know episode five he didn't even direct that he got his old college professor to come and direct it and hold on let's do this before anything else because i, I want to do this before we forget okay mm-hmm. we're gonna go through our personal list of what we think are the best movies in order from worst to best okay oh of the star wars all right i haven't seen some of so those in a minute <laughs> there's nine movies nine movies in total Let's go through all of them real quick. Real fast, real fast, real fast. Okay. Speed run. Okay, ready? Episode 1, Phantom Menace. Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Episode 4, A New Hope. Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. Episode 6, um, Return... Wait. Yeah, uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah. Episode 7, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Episode 8, Last Jedi. Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Tyler, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I'm going to write it down. Uh, just kind of drum up your list real fast. Don't freak out. It's not a test. I'm just, just like <laughs> you can, you can mentally write it down. Uh, I have my eyes real We we're living in an age of technology. <laughs> okay. Me too. All right. So you you go through your list first, okay? Okay. We'll so starting off with my my least favorite, the one I remember the least of, I haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I changed my mind if I saw it again. Um, is the second movie, the okay. Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I have the first movie, uh, the Phantom Menace. Okay. And then I have third movie, hmm. which. I'm forgetting the Ooh, name. That's of? gonna that might that's gonna uh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that might that might anger some people. Here, just that's real okay. fast, go through the numbers. Okay. So I think you have two, so, one, three. Yep. Two, one, three, nine, eight, four, five, seven, six. Wow, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Okay. Very interesting. Wow. I thought we were gonna have pretty similar ones. Okay. Okay. Um mine started pretty dang similar mine was two one and then it went nine eight six three seven four five hmm okay now let me ask you this because i asked you to put it in order of of worst to best yes but that does not mean that the best one is your favorite of the movies 
So no. what is what is your personal favorite movie? Because my personal oh. favorite, I I think that Five as a movie is the best. It's yeah. very cinematic. It makes me feel things every time I watch it. The ending shot of the pull away from the ship, yeah, and it's like the this. swinging music. Yeah, we I I tear up when I think about that scene. But it's like that's a great movie. But my favorite is Episode Seven, and mm. I think it's my favorite because it just inspired me in so many ways because that was like my generation's our generation's version of star wars and i I saw it as like so much potential there was so much stuff that could come out of it it was really exciting really cool it paid a lot of uh, respect to the older generation it is a semi-rehash of episode four but at the same time i think they do enough to where it's not too different at all i think it just it honestly is trying to make it feel like what's familiar and then embrace it with new um and, yeah, totally. and that's why it's my favorite but i'm curious as to what your favorite is because you said the uh, best one in your mind is six which i'm very interested in that defense i want to hear what that's about okay but tell so me what six, your favorite as far one is. as like story goes that's the that's one of the the, the last original i remember watching I, I i lied actually it was the first the first movie that was the f- last one the, the time before that was actually the sixth movie um mm-hmm. and i i just it, I mean, it's it's the conclusion to the trilogy. I just I loved the like the, the planet Endor, like that just that design was so cool, um, and just that whole that you just seeing everything kind of wrap up. Um, uh, yeah, I looking back at my list, yeah, the fifth one it definitely was a great movie and may have honestly had a better story. My personal favorite might be six, um, but I, I I think I would have to go with seven um okay cool yeah i think we're in a we're in agreement there same boat um, there yeah yeah that, that was Heck just yeah, like an inspiration um like i i fell in love with star wars after watching that again i went back Heck rewatched yes. the originals loved them again um it was just definitely like a rebirth of flaming mission in my soul <laughs> and I, I think it, it that's what makes this whole thing this whole conversation extremely heartbreaking to me is yeah. i love episode seven so damn much but it just it, it definitely isn't the best it, it didn't go anywhere it really didn't they, yeah. they set up so much and then it just got destroyed and it and it, it breaks my heart because it's like i wanted that to be so good i wanted it to really bring everything together i saw a bunch of fan fan theories that were like here's how they could tie it all together and all the sequels would make all the the saga will make sense together and i was like oh my gosh this is genius they have to do that and then mm-hmm. they didn't and it just wasn't good. And I think about Rise of Skywalker, and when I saw it in theaters, I was like, yeah, it was good. And then I think more about it, and it's like, no, I don't like it. I It just okay. it didn't do First, a good enough job. Yeah, I, I did. I will say, I saw the movie in IMAX, uh, which I think played a big role into me, my enjoyment of it. Because I remember a lot of people coming out and be like, oh, that sucked. But I came out, I was like, holy cow, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, just being in that experience but i think imax had a huge deal with that like to i mean do yeah that. that's like when we saw 1917 in, in imax uh, and we were like or, that was like 3d it. or 4d I it was like imax um step up dolby audio or something to where it was like the massive room with the like crazy surround sound audio and it's just like you felt oh, every bullet so kind of good. fly by you it was oh. amazing it was awesome yeah. it was killer um god um yeah i would it would it, it was stunt like visually it was awesome. Ninth movie visually was insane. Music, I loved the music. I know, like as far as like the motifs and how 
the the new series the new uh trilogy kind of just twisted it a little bit so they don't Mm -hmm. quite go with the things that they originally were supposed to go with but i mean it's star wars music is so good (laughs) yeah exactly Um, anything john williams makes is just like god it's yeah he's what what a man what a what a legend what a g do you have a favorite song from all the the movies a favorite track i mean of course the force theme's great the main theme's great force theme's awesome I think I've told you mine is uh, Leia's theme. That's my favorite. Leia's theme's great. I love Fabulous Ray's theme. theme as well. Ray's theme um, is pretty popping. Ray, I love the connection between Ray's theme and um, Kylo Ren's theme. Uh, mm. I watched a breakdown of it at one point, and I believe I, I think not quite exactly, but basically their idea of the themes is that if you basically take all the notes and like flip them. Um, from Ray's theme, it basically forms Kylo Ren's theme with with a little bit of variation, um, but they kind of work in opposite effect. Um, so that's really cool. I love Kylo Ren's. Is it theme like too. similar light motifs and it just flipped upside down? Is that what yes. it is? Or? Ba- basically, okay. I, I I think the notes like it it goes from like down to up and one and up to down the other. I'd have to rewatch the video. I haven't seen that video in a while, but I remember that and I was like, dang, that is so cool. Plus, I just love the way it sounds. That kind of like. Tinkering. i i like i like kylo's theme a lot and it's okay yeah a lot of people don't like kylo <laughs> yeah i thought he was the best part of the trilogy he, yeah he it okay yes he in my opinion also was <laughs> um <laughs> just yeah he he made a great villain this ending questionable questionable yeah i i um, think well okay hold on I, hmm. <laughs> I i i can defend some of his ending because I did like what they did with some of it, but I don't really. I mean, spoilers for Star Wars Episode Nine if you have not watched it. You have not watched um, it. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you're not really missing much, but um, I I don't like how him and Ray like kissed for like a second, and then right after that he died, and it was like yeah, it was I don't know. Fun. I just <laughs> I, I I really did hope that I think it would have been cool if Ray had had died or something oh, and then so he cool. would have taken on the role as the skywalker right and then oh, he would have gone so on better. to, to <laughs> that's literally just me coming up with that right now on the spot and it's like yeah that's amazingly more better that's incredible um but it's i don't know okay here okay we gotta talk about the big picture because we're gonna get so yeah. sidetracked okay big picture here we go ready here's what i think happened okay so Back in the, uh, what was it, late 1990s, um, George Lucas started producing what would become the prequel trilogy, right? And mm-hmm. uh, 20th Century Fox gave him as much money as possible. They gave him as much creative freedom. And he said, do whatever you want to do. You're George Lucas. You made Star Wars. Make Star Wars again and make his money. And he said, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but he makes episode one, right? And this man had full creative freedom. He could do whatever he wanted. He makes episode one. And it is not received well by fans. Yep. And I think people were like shocked back then. They were like, how, how why does this suck? <laughs> I, I don't understand. It's Star Wars. Why does this suck? And they're just like so baffled by it. Episode two rolls around. People are not as excited for episode two because of what happened with episode one. They go on episode two. Episode two is even worse than episode one. They're like, what's yeah. happening? And then you go to episode three, and it episode three, I will defend, is much better. It Taken. Is. It is not 
amazing, but it's good. Acting, uh, questionable. <laughs> acting is not great. Dialogue is not great. Star Wars is is the great part of that. The the, the yeah. aesthetic, okay, the aesthetic of the prequels, like the Old Republic and all that, it's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. The acting is horrible. The dialogue is horrible. Ewan McGregor is is okay a lot of the times, but sometimes I can't even defend him. Like yeah. I love Obi Wan Kenobi, especially his version of Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi, but it just it doesn't always we can it we just can, doesn't always hit. It doesn't we can hide hit, behind our memes and be like, oh, he but but look at look at this guy. He's so pr-. but like if we look at it honestly, he's not the best. I remember um, you and I. I think we were at the theater, the Franklin Theater. And we watched episode three together one night, and there's a part where where Obi Wan gets in a a, a, a a his Tie Fighter, and he's mm-hmm. about to take off, and he starts talking to Commander Cody, and they have this like thirty second little dialogue, and it feels like they literally ripped out dialogue from the room, Tommy Wiseau's The Room, and they put it into Star Wars, and it's so awkward. I hate it. I don't understand how Lucas could write that with his his buddies or whatever i don't know if he had help but i don't remember but it's just it's like it it just doesn't work and it's sad because it's star wars and i want it to work because it's a star wars you know it's amazing yeah it just it it, it kills me anyways i'm i'm getting off track okay so yeah. those three the prequels right you had mm-hmm. bad movie even worse movie pretty okay movie okay yep so when those three came out they were not received well um and because of that George Lucas lost a lot of trust with his um, producers, with with 20th Century Fox and everything. And they contributed a lot of it to the fact that he had full creative control over everything and did not have a lot of input coming in, you know? Because with the original trilogy, he had different input. He had his wife helping with the first script. He had um, his college professor directing the second movie and another guy directing the third movie. When the prequels came around, Lucas helmed all three movies. So, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I don't think he's a good director. And I think you can see a lot of that in how the first three movies are done. Because it's like, the actors just don't give off a good performance. And I don't think it's because they're bad actors. I think it's because they were given bad direction. Yeah. They, were giving, they were given stale lines in bad direction that just kind of just killed it. Um, so, flash forward about, what, 14 years, 13 years? Yeah, I think Disney bought Fox in 2012, 2013, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then right after they bought it, they got pretty quickly on making a new Star Wars. And a lot of people were not excited about it. They were worried Disney was going to capitalize on it and, and make something really bad. And, you know, it they kind of <laughs> did, but they kind of didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> cough, cough. <laughs> seriously, though. Uh, but, okay. I think the thing with this is that the people behind that version of star wars which i think is um kathleen something do you know her name the lucasfilm head Uh, president i remember she's a big producer she produced a lot of steven spielberg stuff back in the day um and i can't remember her name for life of me oh well um but i think they wanted to play this on the safe route so they kind of took the approach as the original trilogy i think that's where you get a lot of the repeats where it's like episode seven is so much like episode four is because they were trying to play it safe while also really working off nostalgia. Um, And episode, well, not episode. Okay. So they, they did it like the original ones, right? Like the original trilogy. So each movie was supposed to be honed by a different director. 
J.J. Abrams would start off the first one, setting up The Force Awakens for everything to come after, right? Mm-hmm. The second one was to be held by Ryan Johnson. And, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. And then the <laughs> third one was supposed to be held by Colin Tro- Tro- Troover. God, I can't pronounce that. Troover? It is late, and I also have a speech impediment, so it does not go together well. But uh, the guy who directed Jurassic World. There you go. (laughs) Call in something. Um, So we had three pretty pretty talented directors lined up for for something that had a lot of promise and and premise, honestly. Um, And I think J.J. started off pretty good. I think a lot of people kind of, you know, poop on, they crap on episode seven. I don't think episode seven is that bad of a movie. I don't. I think it does a lot of stuff really good and it's really charming, but they're definitely, yeah, there definitely is some repeats happening there, but again, yeah, it is. I don't know. It's It's just rebooting a new movie. It's introducing some new characters. They do it really well. I will say the weird thing about opening. I don't know why the second movie did this as well, but opening with like, no, actually, no, that made sense. Second movie did start with just a random person. That was wild. Um, which one are you talking about? Episode eight? Yeah. Episode eight. Uh, it started with a girl in the spaceship. And it oh, yeah. Yeah. Up. The bombers and, like, and everything. Okay. Well, that went nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that was, that was, um, who's the girl no one likes? Uh, May? Is that her name? I no. I think so. Maybe it's May. Mary. No. That, it kind of shows how forgettable of a character she is. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the girl who, it's her sister. Yeah. Um, and that's what that whole thing's about. Um, the one who but, ends up kind of doing a thing. Oh, it's with... Rose. It's Ro- Rose. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, that was a thing. But basically, all that to say, to start off the first movie, I actually just remembered they basically introduced the villain within the first kind of scene. Um, yeah. It, it, it's insane. Like, I, I remember like seeing that and just being like, yo, this is so cool. <laughs> well, even just the way they portrayed um, him, because it's like they, yeah. they portray Kylo as so menacing. And you're like, oh, he's just, we don't really know anything about this guy. Because the trailers did a fantastic job of covering up what the story was. Oh, You totally. kind of went into the theater, you had no idea what was happening. Like literally, no idea. They literally, it's so smart marketing. And I, I geek out every time I think about it, because the trailers depicted Finn as the Jedi of this new generation. Yeah. He was always seen with the lightsaber. He was always focused on as the main hero. And Ray was just this side character. And that's when that twist at the end comes where she grabs lightsaber, you know, and claims her identity as a new Jedi. It's mm-hmm. like, that's where it's like, oh my gosh, that's really good. And that has a lot of potential to be something really, really good. And it yeah. wasn't used properly. But besides that, I don't know. It's just... yeah. I mean, we could to- we could totally dive into Ray's character, and there definitely is some stuff there. Where it was like, yeah, she kind of just beat Kylo Ren on her first time picking up a lightsaber. That's it. Oh, that's, that's a, what that I want to It's Kylo. Um, yeah. But no, Kylo's introduction to me is awesome because he's like, this guy comes oh, out, you're like, yes. okay, we don't know anything about him. But it's that part where I think, uh, yeah, Poe Dameron fires a laser gun at him, like a gun. Yep. And it he just he stops the laser in midair, which is nothing we've ever seen in Star Wars before like in the actual movie canon mm-hmm. and he stops it in midair and they just walk past it and you can see the laser hovering as they walk past it. And it's just like that effect was so cool. It just, I think it gave off such an ominous presence to this character that we knew nothing about. Yeah. That being um, the first thing you see and you're like, Oh shoot. It's like, okay, <laughs> wow, this guy, he's kind of intense. He's a, uh, he's he given off some, up. 
some hardcore Vader vibes. Like this is not some some Darth Maul situation <laughs> where Darth Maul just shows up and he's just like, "Hey guys, uh, I don't yeah. ever say anything. I'm just kind of here." It's like no. It's like this guy has a presence to him that is hardcore serious, mm-hmm. and it means I, I, I this is that's why I love that movie. It's because they do great character introduction, and they just kind of make everyone pretty likable. I think a lot of people yeah. do not like Ray, but I don't think that's because of the first movie. I think it's because of episode eight and episode totally. nine. I think episode seven did a great job introducing everyone and basically made a pretty likable cast. Yeah. Um, now taken, I think the problem with Ray, we'll do this real fast, but this could be a whole episode if we wanted it to be. <laughs> the problem with Ray is that she was um, too overpowered too fast. Yeah, she's the basically what has been known as the mary sue which is kind of the all of a sudden is just gifted naturally and doesn't really or like the ex machina yeah, yeah just like the godly force here to save the day and i think the main reason i don't really like episode nine is because how she ends up be well i mean besides the emperor coming back because that was stupid <laughs> that was wild but yeah that was that was i remember the first trailer they were like it was like no one ever really dies or I forgot what it says. And then the emperor laughs and you're just like, whoa, what? What does that mean? Is he coming back? He's not coming back. He's dead. Oh, he, oh he's back? Oh, oh, they they did bring him back. Oh, he, he is back. Oh. What, is it like, how, did he survive somehow? Oh, no, he's a clone? Oh. Oh. Well, we is he we like, don't really know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't exactly is, is he like Snoke? Was he Snoke? Oh, no, no. He made Snoke was a clone of, of him, the clone? Oh. Okay. Well, this is new. <laughs> okay. It's definitely oh, okay. different. So, uh, yeah, Ray was too overpowered and just kind of ruined her character real fast. And I just don't think she was very likable and uh, just bad direction in writing at times. But, I th- okay, here's the main issue with the sequel trilogy. We're, we're, what, 30, almost 40 minutes in. And this is the main issue. The whole reason we're having this conversation. The main issue with the sequel trilogy. It was not connected. J.J. Oh. Abrams started something really strong. It had a lot of potential. It it gave way to a lot of different stories. When Ryan Johnson came on, Ryan wanted to do something really ambitious and try something really cool. And I'll be honest, I don't hate episode eight. I really don't. I yeah. remember when it came out, I, I remember I had to hide the fact that I liked the movie and I like the movie so much so that when it first came out, I remember saying to a lot of people, episode eight was my favorite Star Wars movie. And mm-hmm. if I say that to anyone in the community nowadays, <laughs> I will be burned at the stake. Like, that's not great. But I really liked what he did. I liked a lot of the story choices he did. But at the same time, it diverted expectations so much, it kind of totally took away from the story Abrams it, was yeah, trying to make. It definitely was like a story was shaped and then he took those characters and was like, let's not necessarily do that let's yeah. kind of do this and kind of was like oh here oh we're switching have you, okay here. have you heard the story about how jj abrams read the script that ryan wrote for episode eight and he got no. to the part where hey here's spoilers for episode eight if you care about that <laughs> as we're 40 minutes in. but he got to the part where where kylo kills snoke mm-hmm. and jj abrams said he audibly laughed and was like okay have fun with that <laughs> <laughs> Because JJ was just like, dude, you're throwing away my character. I, I built up this super menacing character and you killed him super easy. 
and you made him all i don't know just that's another thing snoke snoke was so cool and snoke could have been something amazing he, and he just he got wasted nothing he got yeah. he was he was a clone no he was a test tube baby made by palpatine that yeah. just didn't even really work i guess i don't know I, I remember the biggest th- fan theory I saw back in after Force Awakens came out, because before Force Awakens came out, like what you said earlier, I was super into Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. And I was like trying to learn everything I could for it. Um, but uh, the biggest fan theory I saw when, when Force Awakens came out was that Snoke was Darth Plagueis, which mm-hmm. is um, Darth Sidious, who's the emperor. It's his master that he talks about in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, if they make him Plagueis and he's been in the shadows for years and he's finally kind of coming back out to corrupt a new Skywalker, that is amazing. That can bring all nine movies together and you can have a really, really awesome story because then the whole story is about Darth Plagueis and his connection to the Skywalkers, not the Emperor. It's like the Emperor was just, you know, a puppet for what Plagueis really was because Plagueis is the one who created Skywalker, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what they said is that he used midichlorians to create Skywalker. So it's just like that right there is like, in my mind, how they could fully bring the Skywalker story to a close. God, there's but so many characters that, that just kind of, then there's the, again, the whole Rose character, which came into big play and we're like, Whoa, what, what is this? <laughs> this is definitely a change in pace here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but okay. So episode anyway. eight came out, right? And it was not received well. A lot of people did not like it, except for me. I liked it. And over time, visually, it was pretty. Visually, it's freaking amazing. Oh yeah. Visually, it's awesome. A lot of stuff is just kind of stupid at times, like her flying through the the ship, and everyone's like, "Why can't we do that?" It's like, I don't know. I watched a video today about like how you can defend that scene. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. But still, I think Ryan yeah. just wasn't thinking. He was thinking, this would be a cool visual, not does this make sense in the lore of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. It's an amazingly visual, awesome film. Like totally. the, the, the fight scene with them in the red room, the throne room, that's really awesome. Um, the part where she flies through the ship is really cool looking. Uh, the ice, the salt planet is really, really cool. Um, there's yeah. just a lot of it that's really, really awesome in my mind. But okay, the thing, the issue with episode eight is that uh, Ryan got really ambitious and he did a whole new story, and because of that, people didn't like it. It felt it didn't feel like Star Wars to a lot of people, or it felt like they were ruining Star Wars. So in it's response, J- yeah. Disney freaked out, and they they went over to Colin and they're like, Colin, what do you have planned? And this might have been actually before episode eight honestly but he apparently disney and and like the disney execs and him kind of got into arguments about creative differences mm-hmm. and uh he got fired yep. he got fired on the spot so then they're like okay well who's gonna step in and they brought jj back and everyone was like okay well at least uh, this was my mentality i was like i liked episode seven a lot i trust jj he he made super eight which is one of my favorite movies and the star yep. trek movies are pretty good so it's like I, I trust him. I trust him here. The issue with him and his writing partner, um, Chris something, I, I, I can never remember people's names, but it's it's a guy who helped write Justice League. So it's already kind of, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, the main issue with them is that in episode nine, they tried to 
almost rewrite some choices that were made in episode eight and make them seem like they were never kind of there. Or it's like, yeah. it, it just like, oh, it's purposely, this leads to that. So it's like Snoke was not Snoke. Snoke was a clone that Palpatine made in a test tube. And it's yeah. like, what? Rose, <laughs> yeah, Rose, you know, was in episode eight and they tried to build her up to this cool feminist character. And in episode nine, they just cut her out of the movie. Like she's barely in the movie. Um, and it's just like, it's unfortunate because it's like she could have been something cool. I think they were just really afraid of backlash. And that yeah. might have been Disney controlling that. Who knows? But that happened. They made Ray way too powerful. It's like a weird time jump to where, yeah, you could say she read the Jedi text and everything. But at the same time, it's like she goes from being, you know, I can lift a couple rocks to I can do flips in the forest and that's good enough for me to be a Jedi. And it's like, no. I can fly now. <laughs> yeah. I, gosh, her character arc does not, it doesn't work. And it, it baffles me that they're like, yeah, this is, this is good enough, but good, I don't know. It was a good decision on our part. <laughs> I'm honestly, have you seen the concept art from, from Tro Colin Trello? No, I haven't. From Colin, di director of the Jurassic world. There you yes. go. Um, <laughs> have you seen his concept art for episode nine of what his story was going to be? I actually did not. It's pretty cool. Really? I honestly would have liked to see it. It's so the main story I believe is that, um, let me look it up. Cause I don't want to, I, I want to actually make sure we get this right for, you know, once, um, <laughs> like, Colin, like we would ever do that. Trey Varro, Trey Varro. Okay. There you go, guys. I'm not stupid. I kind of learned how to pronounce his name. Yeah, Trevor, Tre, Trevor, 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 Hotel Trevago. Trevago. <laughs> Can I call him Trevago? Um, so Colin Trevaro, Trevago, Duel of Fates. Um, Okay, so yeah, the movie was going to be called Duel Fates, which is awesome because that's the Darth Maul theme, right? Yep. Um, trying to find like a log line. So I, I think he kind of leaked his script, his version of the script, and a lot of people thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's like the main story, I think, is after Kylo Ren has become Supreme Leader he goes back to Coruscant. So we go back to the very beginning of star Wars, you know, like mm -hmm. the, the old Republic days. Yeah. And you kind of see that Coruscant has fallen into this horrible, horrible state. And the, the movie primarily takes place on Coruscant. You got like this old Sith, uh, dude, and he's like a weird head in a, a swamp or something. But huh. I don't know. That part's a little strange to me, but it's cool because it's like, the last part of the movie takes place on Coruscant and it's like an all out war across the entire planet. Yeah. And you have like converted ATATs from the original trilogy that are, are fighting and, and really cool different stuff. And it's like, I don't know. It just, to me, that could have been really, really cool. I'm yawning. Oh my gosh. I'm really tired. I um, probably need to start <laughs> wrapping up soon. Eventually. Did you get told to be quiet by your parent? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, there was just, yeah, the, not to necessarily blame Ryan, but. I don't think one person is responsible, but no. I do think Ryan was too ambitious and then Abrams tried to erase it. And I think that's where we get the main yeah. issue. Is he went back kind of to his old thing? I don't even know what his original idea was from the get go, but like, yeah, tried to like spin it again and 
yeah again pretend it didn't happen so and here's yeah i think it's it's like i think abrams isn't a bad director at all i think he's a great director now he's no like he's not wes anderson he's not uh francis coppola you know he's jj yeah. abrams he does cool sci-fi stuff but that's what it is he's good at doing cool sci-fi sci-fi stuff and star wars is is a cool sci-fi you know property so <laughs> a part of me wishes that they didn't do what they did i understand why disney wanted to have three different directors but a part of me really wished that he had just helmed everything like yeah. all the creative process I mean, like, didn't the, uh, the original trilogy, again, three different directors, it worked out. Um, I don't know how much of, like, they discussed doing any of this stuff. Um, but, like, yeah, they had three different directors. I'm assuming they were like, oh, that worked out. Um, so why can't we do it now? <laughs> yeah, it's like, if um, that worked then, it's going to work now. And, it, and honestly, just... It, it didn't. And a part of me yeah. really wonders if it's because they tried to replicate it. If they mm -hmm. had let Abrams or even Ryan or, or Colin Trevagavar or whatever, you know, if they had let him, any of those guys fully pilot their own trilogy, yeah. I think it could have been really, really cool. And that's why it's like, I don't know if he's still doing it, but Ryan Johnson was supposed to have his own Star Wars trilogy, like his own story and stuff. Did they? Yeah, oh, he was he one. was slated to, to write and direct three movies. Dang. And a part of me is really curious to see what that would look like. Because you get yeah. a whole... Because I don't think he's a bad director at all. I really don't. I think Ryan Johnson is a great director. And I a lot of friends, after Episode Eight came out, were very quick to criticize Knives Out. And, you know, yeah. Knives Out was a fun movie. It's whatever. But it's like, quick to say it's going to be a bad movie. I was like, okay, well, don't just jump onto a train because he had one bad movie. It's like, you know... Yeah. No director should be put in the dirt for, for one bad movie, you know? It's like every director has movies that are good and movies that are bad. Steven Spielberg has E.T. He has Raiders of the Lost Ark. He has Jaws. But he also has War Horse. He has... Um, what else? He has, I can't think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> what was that one movie that you saw in high school... I don't remember the name of it, but it was like The Post. I think it's called The Post. Oh, The Post. See, I guess for some that was interesting. It wasn't. <laughs> it's a kind it of boring was, movie. It was really bad. Yeah, so it's just like, it's just every director has their strengths and their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It just, Star Wars as a whole is a great, great, great property. And it makes me horribly sad because I really do think it was wasted in the final the final couple years of yeah. recent but who's to say really yeah again like there's just lack of connections between all of them in three different visions just kind of ended up ruining it in the end yeah um all that to say movies aren't necessarily bad on their own um there's definitely some good elements to all of them um there's a lot to take from all of them and you know what in the end it is star wars so that's pretty cool <laughs> um but yeah, it, it it definitely turned into something that I really wish it hadn't because again, yeah. seventh movie was really good <laughs> at the time, um, and there's definitely some flaws. But yeah, it could it could have been something so great. Um, but I'm, it ended up flopping. I'm hopeful so. for the for the future because I think Taika Waititi is slated to direct to direct a, a new Star Wars movie, and I think there's there's stuff oh, they're doing the new trilogy, which is like the uh 
what are they calling it? The High Republic, where it's like the Jedi yeah. at the highest of their power or whatever. And it's almost like they're knights and also cowboys. So that seems really, really, really cool. So I'm interested about that. Um, but I don't know. I just, I hope that, and it's sucky because I know it's not the case. I, Disney is very money centered. They'll do whatever for money to get yeah. on people's side. But it's like, I'm hopeful that with Star Wars, they'll treat it like it's actually important. And I know they won't, but I can hope <laughs> that... They could fit cross their fingers, you know? That they'll they'll make High Republic, they'll make Taika Waititi's film, they'll actually put care into it. And, and they'll make it feel like it's something important. And it's not just, you know... Star Wars. A part of yeah, another, yeah. another trilogy. It's like, no, it's like every movie should be standout in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it should feel at least semi-cinematic. It should feel adventurous, enchanting. Yeah. It's like, that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is an adventure like nothing before. It's an adventure into the unknowns of space where lawless, you know, uh, outlaws kind of roam and, and, and there's criminal gangs and ancient wizards and it's just like you have so much stuff that really shouldn't work but it does and it's amazing and i just really hope that 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 vision of star wars what star wars really is fantasy continues on into the future it's just a mixture of fantasy sci-fi i guess romance westerns there's definitely western vibe a lot of different Um, things yeah yeah it's really it's honestly just the lore is so cool it's a really it Star Wars is so cool. Music, very, John very Williams cool. killed it. Just, uh, uh, just so good. Yeah. So yeah. Again, really quick. If we we again have no advertisement really whatsoever, other than our social media. So if you see this and wanna you know post about it on your social media, that would be so dope. Like, uh, you get lots of hugs and kisses from me and Colin. Um, very one, much. Once so. COVID's over, of course, because we can't spread COVID. Uh, I'm, unless you don't tell anyone. <laughs> and then i guess it's cool <laughs> i guess so maybe definitely air hugs air hugs definitely um and it, it would be really awesome if you could do that um yeah tell your friends and family it's super awesome to be able to talk with some people who are like hey uh my friend recommended this to you and like recommended me this podcast and i love it and it's really cool awesome job i'm gonna keep listening like that's such a that's such a cool feeling so you, you should do that for us it's a uh, it, that's our Black Friday special for you. Yeah, you get more content, and we get we get a little, a little gratitude in return. I it's guess it's the gift that keeps on giving, but yeah. mainly to us because we're mainly... selfish. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a right. little. Um, um, yeah, but that's it for this week, everyone. I hope you enjoyed. You can find us on almost any podcasting service available. Literally, just anywhere. <laughs> just anywhere, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we'll have a guest on soon and hopefully school does not kill us, but we'll see. Uh, but you know. just to wrap it up at, at the end, uh, I've been Colin Hodgin. And I still am currently Tyler Scrove. There you go. All right. And uh, we're nerds. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.